How would you like to be part of a conversation that changed someone's life or even changed your own life? Welcome to the Be Fun, Be Kind podcast, where we have amazing discussions hosted by someone new each week. Join us at BeFunBeKind.com to be part of our live events. Now, here's your host for this week's episode. Hello. Hi, my name is Bridget G., And I am the host of Solidarity, the Singleness Podcast, a show that explores the realities of modern singleness, isn't afraid to talk about difficult subjects, and seeks to remind you that you're never alone. And just to clarify, solidarity is like the word solidarity. And instead of the I in solid, it's an A. Um, Sola is a word for alone in Spanish, and I live in Southern Arizona, I speak Spanish, just a big part of the way I was raised. But, you know, you say you're flying solo. And since I'm a girl, we make it some, we make it sola. So that's who I am. And I'm going to be talking about singleness today a little bit. Um, I'm 31 years old and I've been single for over 10 years now. And I'm one of the most romantic and most single people ever. So I'm passionate about sharing life with others and championing all types of singles. I think that we can live flourishing lives no matter if we have romantic partnership or not. Nothing in life is guaranteed, but you can work toward a healthier life day by day. And we have to start with our mindset. So I'm about to really spill the tea of my life. Um, Not only have I been single for over a decade, I also haven't kissed anyone in over a decade. (laughs) I wasn't out like kissing all these random boys I wasn't dating. Um, How do I feel about that? I'm not sure. But at this point, I'm kind of like, does it reset? Might I just consider that I've never been kissed now? Like, is that how it works? No one tells you these things. So um, it might not surprise you, though, to hear that I'm a virgin to boot. And tumbleweeds are just like blowing over my body as I speak got to get those desert metaphors in because uh, that's where I live. But I'm only kidding. I I do feel more and more like a unicorn by the year as my status doesn't change. And as a female, my body is regularly begging me to reproduce. And the older I get, the more needy it seems to be. So I tell my friends, you don't know what it's like to be a 31-year-old virgin. I have a mild flair for the dramatic. But I think part of me likes feeling unique. I love sharing my experience because I sit in this tension all the time. I want love and romance, but I don't want it cheaply. I want the real thing and something that's really good. And I don't think that comes so easily. I also don't think my standards are too high. (laughs) I just want something that will last. And all of that is okay. I'm not looking for a quick and easy fix. I think people in my life worry um, that I'm not open to love since it hasn't come yet, but the opposite is true. When I meet a man who fits the bill, I am stupidly open. I begin to imagine what our lives joined together could look like. It just hasn't worked out yet. The openness isn't usually mutual, and that can be so confusing and frustrating for me, considering I typically have amazing chemistry with these guys and a great emotional connection. But willingness is key in making something work. You both have to be willing to commit to one another, to make the person a priority in your life, and to put them before yourself at times. 
And that feels like a big ask these days. Sometimes I wonder if not everyone's as romantic as me. Like, you know, you often will project kind of who you are and your personality on everyone else. Isn't everyone else like me? Isn't everyone else like this? And for me, it's crazy to me that like when I feel romantic feelings and I feel that willingness come up that other people might not like a, a guy that I like wouldn't like me back. It feels crazy. I'm like, are you not experiencing what I'm experiencing? <laughs> but sometimes things get in the way, you know, of us letting go and being willing to to take that risk and take that chance. And it's okay because in my opinion, it only needs to happen once. But yeah, how do I keep hope alive? I think that's something I don't know how my friends perceive me. I have been having this conversation for a few years now in my late twenties and now I'm in my early thirties. And I do think I fear like a decade from now where what if this is still my reality and I'm started to be like people start to perceive me as something that I'm not. Um, So I don't know if they already see me and they think, Oh, poor Bridget. (laughs) She really just like overcompensates her loneliness with this podcast and, you know, having these conversations, but really I love my life. And I think that's what is special about my experience is that I am deeply romantic, but also that makes me deeply romantic about my life and not just a romantic relationship. So how I keep hope alive is I just keep saying yes and not just to chances at romance. I think those are harder to come by in the middle of a global pandemic, but saying yes to my life, who do I want to be? How do I want to spend my time? What new things would I like to learn? Do I have any goals creatively, personally, or professionally? These questions remain even when you're in a relationship. We don't have to wait to have one thing figured out to get going on another. I think we think too linearly in that way. There's so many things to enjoy in life. So much satisfaction can be found everywhere. So here are some of the ways I press into finding hope, joy, and contentment in my life, no matter if a romantic relationship is a part of it, which as I've mentioned is not. So one is that I have a lot of hobbies. I never stop wanting to learn. And one therapist told me, she said, you're a lifelong learner. And I was like, what? (laughs) And she just said, you just, you don't seem to want to stop learning. And I thought there are people that do, but I guess that's just true. Some people are like, I have become an expert in this area and I'm satisfied with that. But for me, I don't want to stop learning. I know that the older we get, the slower we are to pick up new skills, but it just doesn't stop me. I'm currently relearning to play piano, garden here in the desert, and I'm trying to learn to love riding my bike again because it just sits in my house. And I'm like, Bridget, I got a helmet and everything. Um, Also, when I got my helmet, this is totally an aside story, but I went to Target with a gift card I got for Christmas and I got this helmet and I put it on my head and, you know, I'm wearing a mask and I got my glasses on and I the helmet on my head. And then I proceeded to walk all around Target getting other things that I needed. 
and people looked at me, but no one said a word to me. Like I thought someone would make a joke, but no one said a word. And I just wonder if that's how far we've come in society to the day that like people can act a fool and you'll just like accept it because we live in some alternate universe right now, don't we? So that was my way of helping me love my right, right. Loving ride my bike again. That's, you know what I'm saying? Um, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and I think the reason that hobbies are healthy for us is that they aren't for anyone else, but you, they're not capitalistic in that they don't seek something like produced or a product. Um, it doesn't produce money and you can be bad at your hobbies and no one's waiting around expecting you to be great. There's endless time to get better and just enjoy things that you want to spend your time on. I think hobbies are a practice in savoring, you know, it's, it's a practice in slowing down. I think some people do hobbies that they're really good at, but I'm not like super great at tons of things. I'm like mediocre at most things, (laughs) but if it brings you enjoyment, I think it's important to savor it. So that's one thing. The second one is don't wait. I think too often we wait for our lives to be settled down or figured out to pursue dreams and goals, or we wait and then those things pass us by and it never happens. And if you practice making your goals and your dreams important to you, I mean, that's just like a version of self-love, but it's also self-awareness. And then that way, you're not 20 years into a marriage thinking, wow, this marriage really stopped me because it doesn't have to, right? Like if you're single or you're married, you don't ever have to wait to pursue the life you want, you know? So don't wait to have nice things that you think you deserve. (laughs) Don't wait to start your next goal or a house project. Don't wait to get your next degree. You don't have to be married or with your partner to have nice kitchenware, You know, you don't have to wait till a baby shower to get, I don't even know what you would need when you have a baby. See, this is how far I am from (laughs) a family. You know, we just don't have to wait for these showers to get gifted with things that we want. Um, maybe baby shower is a bad example, but you see what I'm saying? Um, I knew a couple, they ate baby food and they didn't have kids, so I don't know. You, you do you. Um, I think that you don't even have to wait for the moral support of a relationship to make your dreams come true. You, you don't need a man to refloor your house. You just need some good friends and roommates and money. See a lot of things you need money for. So I know that's not like a possibility for some people, but just take a moment to reflect on what are the things in your life that you've thought I'll do that when I'm married. That's a thing that happens someday when I'm in a relationship with family. But I think, and there are a lot of wonderful perks to being in a relationship and married and having a family, but I'm just thinking there's so much we steal from ourselves and we put off because we think that'll happen someday. You'll see what kind of freedom is brought to your life when you're able to say yes and say yes now. The third thing I would say is engage in community. I know it's hard, but make friends. Do what it takes to feed your soul. We 
need each other. We need to be loved, listened to, affirmed, hugged. We need to laugh. We need to ask each other for help and offer it. So often what we get wrong in romantic relationships is that one person can be everything for you socially, that they can meet all of your needs and desires, but that's too much pressure on one person. When you have multiple people to go to for multiple different things, you won't expect a romantic partner to be more for you than they can be. I encourage vibrant friendship lives or vibrant social lives. It feels more difficult than ever, though, to make friends in this day and age. But this is one of those things that you have to be willing to take a risk on. Text a friend and ask for a coffee date, even if it has to be virtual. If you have a doctor's appointment that's scary or important, ask a friend to take you. You're worth being friends with. You're worth people going out of their way for. They don't have to be romantically connected to you to do that. You know, I I think one of the reasons that the golden rule has been passed on for so long and held on to, no matter your religious context, is because the things that we long for people to be for us, if we're, if we're treating people like that, then like everything community would be better if we treated people like we had more commitment and love for them than I don't know, than we've been taught. Um, so much more would happen in this life. So many more people would be helped. So many more people would be taken care of. And I think part of that is that we need to actually like take people up on that. So for me, it's hard to ask for help, but I have a friend who she's a mom of, of, she has multiple kids now. Um, at the time she had two little boys and I had to go get a breast tumor checked out. And it was around the time that three of my aunts, my mom's sisters all had breast cancer, different forms of it too. And I had a lump. And so I had to go get it checked out. And so much of my single life, I walk around so independent So just like, I don't need help. I'm fine. It's fine. You know, and even just trying to be positive, but truthfully, I needed help because when my friend, when I told my friends of tomorrow, I'm going to this appointment, they were like worried for me. And I think seeing them be worried made me connect with my true emotions about it. So that's like another thing about community that's helpful is that they can see you in ways you might not be able to see yourself. And so my friend, Buzzy, she immediately said, Bridget, I'm going to take you tomorrow. And I said, no, 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 you have kids. Like that's going to be so too much out of your way. But she was like, you know, I don't care. And she had another one of our mom friends watch her kids. So what two of my mom friends helped me that day. And Buzzy drove me to my doctor's appointment and she came in with me, you know, this is like years ago. So you know, the hospitals weren't full and you you could bring a friend in. You didn't even have to wear a mask. Um, she saw my right boob and (laughs) was there when the doctor said, Oh no, this is, you know, not cancer or anything. Um, but it was so good to have a friend be willing to be that loving and caring for me. And it just changed everything about the way I see community that, 
you can expect your friends to be there for you and you can go out of your way for them. So let Buzzy inspire all of us that you don't have to fit within this certain type of community or certain type of relationship in order to be loved and get what you need and want. Number four, um, this is going to sound like opposite advice about what I just said, but number four is be alone sometimes. (laughs) Intentionally go out of your way to be alone. If you're an extrovert like me, this is difficult. But even if you're an introvert, I don't know that we always give ourselves quality alone time. I think we would be more comfortable being single if we helped ourselves be comfortable being alone. So take time to journal, think, meditate, pray, dream about your life. Answer those hard questions about who you want to be. Because the more comfortable that you are alone, the less you will feel the need to distract yourself with empty things. And sometimes romantic connections are distractions and ultimately empty, unfortunately. So my encouragement of being alone is to find peace with yourself first. And I don't know, that can look like going on a hike alone. Just make sure you tell someone that you're going. (laughs) It can mean... Yeah. Taking a trip by yourself. Um, if, if you have the means to do so, or maybe you need to start going on walks regularly alone around your neighborhood. I think that we need to foster not only like our relationships with people around us, but our relationship with ourselves. So much of my alone time is spent watching TV or scrolling through TikTok or something. And while I'm entertained, I am so distracted from what's actually going on inside of me. That thing that I was getting at about not knowing how I was feeling about my lump. It's because I probably wasn't spending enough time digging deep. And some people are like me and you need a little extra work to dig deep and see what's going on inside. Self-awareness and even just that version of self-care is so vital to the way we show up in the world. It's a great way to foster your emotional intelligence, your internal emotional intelligence. So be alone. I know that there's people out there that also are never single. They are not, they're not married yet, but they're just, they go from relationship to relationship. And most of those people are, are pretty aware of it, that they do that. Um, but they're not convinced that there's a better way yet. And so my encouragement for you is try it, try being alone, because if you can love yourself unattached to a romantic connection, then you're going to do so well in life. And again, you're not going to project on another person to meet your longings and your needs in a way that's far greater than they're actual, actually capable of. You know, who we are alone and what we think about ourselves when we're alone, we carry that same thing into every single relationship. And so if you can do really good work alone, then you'll be able to bring that really good work into all of your relationships, romantic or otherwise. So that's four. And five is just one more for good measure. (laughs) Go to therapy. (laughs) 
you need to work out your stuff. It may be trauma. It may be your attachment style. It may be the bad patterns you always find yourself in. It may be depression and anxiety. Therapy is good. You don't have to go to therapy just when you're in a terrible time in your life. You may need therapy because you don't have someone neutral you can talk to about your thoughts and dreams and goals and ambitions. Um, There may be new ideas that you have in your life that you need to work through with the unbiased person or just, I think there's power to talking to someone who is highly trained in listening and helping draw out thought processes, um, who also has no stock in your life. They, they're not worried about making you be someone that you're not. They just want to champion who you are. So go to therapy. It's okay. I think more now more than ever, there's options for therapy that are affordable and online and stuff like that. Check with your health insurance. What is the copay or yeah, what does it cost? I had therapy at one point that was only like $25 per session, which now I'm realizing how crazy cheap that was. <laughs> um, but there are also low income therapy things. So I would just encourage that too. Do what you can give yourself a little chance. I think all of these things, I'm just going to repeat them for your, you know, benefit. Um, the first one, have hobbies, do things that are just for you. Um, don't wait until you're married or in a relationship to say yes to good and nice things for yourself. Three, engage in community. Let people in your life be more for you than just shallow friends. Um, four, be alone. And five, go to therapy. I think if we're able to do all those things when we're single, you're going to live a vibrant and good life. Um, and I think that they're going to contribute to future relationships if you, if you get to have them, you know, so those are just some of the things you should do to enjoy your singleness. And again, enjoying your singleness is just enjoying your life. You don't have to depend on the attachment of another person to make you feel sane or safe or valuable. There are so many healthy ways to seek out those things. And just to be clear on a personal note. I attempt all of the above while trying to date. I've had many video dates this year with good guys for the most part and a couple in-person dates, socially distanced, but I knew that they weren't the men for me. And I've learned to hold those interactions with an open hand and treat these men with maturity and kindness and move along when I know it's not what I'm looking for. So be true to yourself. You deserve to have beautiful and right partnership. And I think that this is the beautiful stuff of life to tend to and invest in yourself always, you know, to not think that there's one thing that'll meet all of your needs. So love your life, get crazy, step outside of your comfort zone to learn to live in the life you're in, um, take risks and be brave. I think the name of this podcast, it's be fun, be kind. And I agree, be fun for yourself, be kind to yourself. And that will spill into the rest of your life. 
you will attract people who are also kind and also fun. And I mean, those seem like two of the greatest aspects of life. (laughs) So, you know, that's my story and that's my encouragement. If you want to hear more from me or more content like this, you can go listen to Solidarity Podcast. Um, I have my podcast on every podcast platform you could think of probably. And so just search that. You can also read my blogs at bridgetg.com. And you can email me at solidaritypodcast at gmail.com. Ask any questions. Tell me your story. I don't pay attention enough to my inbox, but when I get around to it, I always respond. And I'm going to be coming out with a book in the future. So be looking for that. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, it's at Solidarity Podcast. And I'm at the Bridget G. That's spelled B-R-I-D-G-E-T-G-E-E. Yeah, my profile's public. I'm pretty much an open book. And I think that's what happens when people have podcasts. They're just open books. So yeah, be blessed and know that you can have a full life. That's really the point. And just know that even if you're single, you're not alone. Thanks for tuning in this week. We would love for you to be part of our next discussion. Join our live events happening every week at BeFunBeKind.com. See you soon.